Welcome to another episode of Keeping It Simple. My name is Luis Sanchez. I'm the director of the Simple Church Collective and a host of the Keeping It Simple podcast. And I'm Scott Callantine, co-host of the podcast and resident of the Simple Church Collective. Thanks for joining us for this episode. Let's get started. Hey, welcome back to Keeping It Simple. Today we have a guest, a very amazing guest, Tim Gatos. I met Tim a couple of months ago uh, when we started um, just serving the Seattle Mariners. Today, uh, we're going to talk a little bit with Tim, but just as a review, uh, this season we are focusing on uh, everyday people on mission and the places that God has put us and how he's given us influence in those places and how we can have an impact there. So before we get started, Tim, uh, could you just tell us a little bit about yourself uh, for people that are not familiar with you and your work and a little bit about your family, how you came to know the Lord, that kind of thing? Sure. Yeah. Well, Luis, thank you. Number one, it's great to be here. And, yeah, dude. And appreciate the invite and grateful for the work that you're doing. So thank you so much for opportunity to be here. Uh, born and raised here in uh, the Puget Sound region, born and raised in Edmonds, Washington. So about seven minutes up the road and just have had the privilege of uh, serving in this community for, uh, I, I wish it was not as many years, but a few years. Nice. <laughs> but uh, I've got a wife, my wife, Brittany, we've got four daughters, mm. uh, 13, 11, nine, and six. And we just, we just have a huge heart for this region, for this city. And, and, um, we've had just a number of just really meaningful opportunities to be able to, to serve in this area. Um, I grew up, um, uh, knowing about Jesus, um, but I came to know Jesus. There's the whole, uh, thing. Do you, do you remember we're going a little rabbit trail here? Let's do it. Remember, you know, the movie Singles, which is a very well-known Seattle movie. I'm from New York, so I don't remember the movie Singles. Luis, I'm, I'm, like I'm, I'm going pre- to act like I'm going to pretend that Let's do it. Um, I didn't hear that, that you don't know anything about Singles. But tonight, to me. you've got your, you got your homework for tonight. Got it, got it. Date night, Singles. singles. Anyways, it just had its 30th anniversary, by the way. Uh, Cameron Crowe did the did the film. Anyways, there's a there's a line in that film. Do you know Jimmy, mm. or do you hear Jimmy? Right. Mm. There's this whole thing going back to you. Know, you know Jesus, but do you hear him? Mm. Right. And so the whole concept of of and in fact, Scripture talks about that this distinction between saved believers and unsaved mm. believers. Mm. Um, Hebrews talks about that, but. You know, no, I knew about Jesus, but I didn't know Jesus right. until I was uh, in college and uh, had the opportunity to really uh, fully come to this understanding of of a personal relationship right. and personal responsibility for those of us that grew up in in uh, Christian homes. You know, where it, it's it's more of a familial thing, right. a cultural thing. Right. We see that, of course, in some of the sports ministry that, mm-hmm. that you and I do, it can become very cultural or familial. And, mm-hmm. and so to really um, fully know about the gospel and about, you know, confession and repentance and, you know, following Christ um, happened for me in college. I was wanted to be a college basketball coach, 
that was, I, I was, I, basketball was, was my sport. I love basketball, I still love basketball, but it wasn't, uh, I, I went on a athletes in action tour, mm. uh, down to Brazil, uh, between my junior and senior years of college. And by the way, do you ever watch, uh, you ever heard of that Netflix show, um, second chance you last chance you have I have, you, have you heard of that? I have, I think I saw like the pilot for that. So that I could say yes to, I saw another good um, basketball flick Adam, with Adam Sandler that just happened in Philly. Did you see that one? I forget the name of that one. He's like one. an agent, but he drafts this kid out of Spain. Sorry. Yeah. Another rabbit trail, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Last chance you though. I did see, I think like one, one episode or so. Okay. Well, it's interesting because the, the most recent one, which they did, they did a few seasons football, mm-hmm. like like a junior college. That's the one that I saw. And then this past year, they did a, a basketball one where they go to a JUCO and they yes. track these. That's a junior college. Yeah. For people, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Uh, where they, these phenomenal athletes, but, you know, they had a tough, tough life, tough road to hoe, and they end up in a junior college. Anyways, I found that it's, a lot easier to tell my uh, story with because of last chance you because this this trip to Brazil that I'm talking about was actually chronicled in last chance you oh really it was um, so the the coach who is the kind of the featured coach in last chance you is one of my best friends who was I played college basketball with Come on now. and he and I went to Brazil together awesome. on this athletes in action tour and we both had very powerful, meaningful, uh, you know, experiences with God in that trip, he ended up going, uh, he ended up changing his direction and I ended up changing my direction. Mm -hmm. And so there's some, it's just a, it's a, God just worked in, in a powerful way. I came back and, and ended up wanting to, um, to do ministry in, in Seattle. I was living you know, I went to school and grad school down in California yep. and, you know, God just said, no, you're, this is, you know, we're called to a time and to a place and this is the place that I was called to. Mm. And so, um, I've been back here home since, uh, 2001 and, uh, had the opportunity to serve in just various capacities, both in, in pastoral capacities, church planning, civic yeah. sports and, um, whatever. A lot and of the different things. So you, I mean, the Lord has uniquely positioned you and kind of used your story, your love for basketball, your love for sports, and even your connections outside, you know, like to have you be in some ways kind of like a spiritual mover and shaker here in the city. Um, and, but specifically you have two, these two roles and those are the roles that we'll focus on today because I, I feel like they're the most connected to the work of this of, of you know micro churches and simple churches and that kind of thing, which is what we focus on here on the podcast is is your role as chaplain for both the Sounders, our professional soccer team, and uh, the Mariners. So talk to us a little bit about that, your work there, and then how you directly got involved with that. How'd you make the jump from basketball to soccer and then baseball? Yeah, uh, I, I always had going back to that time in Brazil and where we did this work with athletes in action. And this is going, this is 1994. It was a, a really 
kind of aha moment of like, man, how cool would it be to do two things that are probably most meaningful to me? One, Jesus, two, sports, <laughs> you know, now if, can, combining those is, is kind of like the, uh, you know, hitting the grand slam, right. um, to be able to do, uh, you know, sports ministry where it's not, um, you're not, you're not using sports per se. Cause I think there's, and we can get into this where, where, um, I, I think in a lot of ways, the American church has seen sports ministry as like, Oh man, let's, let's get someone really well known saved. And then they, you know, they can go out and tell everybody about Jesus, which is, you know, at its base level, obviously there's nothing that's great. Right. But we, we, again, we, it can be in such a way where it's focused on the celebrity, right? the celebrity or, right. or a person other than Christ. And we, we've seen how that goes. Um, so fast forward to um, here in Seattle, I was pastoring a church in downtown Seattle and we had a, um, a sounder who was coming mm-hmm. to our church and was part of a community group that my wife and I were leading in our home and, and so that that's really how that happened with the Sounders back in 2010. Mm-hmm. And they were, they had just come into MLS. Okay. And, and so, and there's, they're really, for those that don't know, there, there really is a, um, a culture mm-hmm. definitely in major league baseball, NFL, MLS is a little newer and it's not as, um, you know, quote unquote Americanized in the mm-hmm. sense of, um, you know, there, there's such a culture of chaplaincy mm-hmm. in, uh, sports in America. MLS is, it has so much influence from other countries right. that it, it doesn't have as much. Um, so, um, 2010, um, was when I started with the Seattle Sounders and, and so it was just, yeah, great to be able to have a, have a personal relationship be kind of the, the, the key there to do that. And when did you start with the Mariners? 2015. 2015. So you were in the one post for five years and then a door opened up and they're like, well, you're already doing this other thing. Can you cross the street and do this other thing? (laughs) (laughs) I tell you, there's been not a lot, but there's been a few times where that is, where that has happened where I've literally done chapel, um, at one, you know, for one club uh-huh. and then walked the street, um, walked across the street and did it for the other club. Right. That, that's actually happened a few times where it's like, man, this, that's, they don't like to do it down there cause traffic gets bonkers, uh-huh. you know, but, um, but it has happened. Yeah. dude. So, so, I mean, that's unique. I don't know. Are there other chaplains in, you know, these sports that do more than one team? Or is that unique to Tim Gatos? No, there's, I mean, there, there are, um, there is a handful. Um, and, um, I mean, not like necessarily baseball, soccer per Mm -hmm. se, but, um, I do know of a couple that will do say, um, like even here in Seattle, the, the Seahawk chaplain does university of Washington, Uh uh, football. Right. So they're they're trying to convince them to stay home. (laughs) (laughs) So there, there can be some, there can be some, some crossover there. there. Yeah. So let me, let's talk about this. Cause this is a unique group. And when we think about like 
simple churches, micro churches, missional communities. There's different language for this. You know, different people are reaching different types of people. I know of a group specifically here that's about to be starting people that are going to be reaching, speaking to sports, um, people that love to play pickup basketball. And then that's their target. That's their mission. That's the people. So I'm almost an affinity group. Um, in our case, our we, we reach um, back in Marysville, we're reaching our neighborhood. So we talk about neighborhoods and network of relationships. And these um, groups are ne- network of relationships, for lack of a better term. What kind of things do you do to reach the folks that are playing for these teams? Like, what does ministry look like for you um, in reaching these athletes? Yeah. Well, I think simple uh, sums it up well, right? Yeah. Because it's when you boil it down to um, where they're at in their life and, and kind of the pressures and the, the stresses on them, but which really is in very similar to just, you know, our society in general. Right. I mean, we, we're a society now that is just un, unbelievably taxed and overworked and, there's just so much happening in, in American society and, and to really boil it down to what really is important and what matters, get, get, you know, the, a lot of the fluff, I I think we're seeing that where a lot of the, a lot of the fluff, you know, needs to just kind of dissipate and, and what are the things that, you know, that really matter. And when it comes to, um, you know, athletes, you know, I think simple church is really, uh, a, a great way of, of thinking about it because it, it is, you got to the old saying about keeping it simple, stupid, right? Mm-hmm. Keep, mm-hmm. keep it. What, what are the, what are the things that are most meaningful? Right. Right. And when you think about a church, right. And the 30 things that a church can do, right. Mm-hmm. If you're a church and you do 30 things and all of a sudden you're like, gosh, we're doing too much. Too much. What do we need to do? Right. Okay. Well, what, well okay. Well, let's boil it down to four. We, let's go from 30 to four. Yeah. Um, in, in the same way with working with athletes, it, it's, and, and their schedule and, and how much, you know, time you have with them, you have to keep it, you know, it is about keeping it simple, right? right? It is about what matters most. It's about, and usually what matters most is, is, uh, <laughs> and we can get into, we can get into those things about what matters most, but I'm sure you probably talk about that on this on this program, right? I mean, we do. And here are the here are the things that when we talk about, it's funny that you said bringing it down from 30 to four. And I've been in a church where we've got all kinds of ministries. We've got like the knitting club. We've got, you know, a food pantry going. All great things. But like, are we really doing those things well? And are we keeping the main thing the main thing? It's funny that you go from 30 to four. And we actually do have four. What? We, we 100%. Are you, we didn't even... We, we didn't even talk about we, this. We didn't talk about this. We have these four things. And the four main things are what we call, when we call a church a church, they need to do at least these four things. They could do more. You know, they can exist to be more. But as we read the book of Acts uh, and we distilled the main four main things, we talked about um, irreducible minimums. And we stole some of that language from other people that are smarter than us. Um, worship, which doesn't necessarily need to be about singing but it's about keeping Jesus at the center community where people are existing authentically and committing to one another. Right. 
uh, mission, knowing who they are and who they're called to, whether it's an affinity group or a geographical group, or in this case, like a team, like, and each other as teammates. And then lastly, leadership development, where people are leaning in to the disciple making process and, you know, to mutual accountability. And so those are the four things. If a group is uh, routinely doing these things, then we say, hey, this group is not just a small group, uh, but it's a church as we see it in the New Testament, worship community, mission, and leadership development. And so when you think about the groups that you, that you lead, both you know, in baseball and in uh, soccer, um, you know, do they meet those core things, worship, community, mission, and leadership development? And if so, like, how do you keep that going? How do you, you know, uh, um, uh, continue to, you know, uh, encourage them to do that at home and in other places. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, you're, that, that is, a, that's a good summary of, of really the, the work, uh, that is going on. It's interesting. The, the athletes, they don't want to, because of the limited amount of time and, and they don't want to talk about soccer or baseball. Right. Right. That, yeah. I mean, we never do really. I mean, they, they don't want to talk about that. They, no. we, they want to, you know, talk, you mentioned keeping the main thing, the main thing. It's like, man, they, they're already starving for those things, right? They're starving for worship. You know, they're starving to be in community. They want to be in community with other like-minded believers, mm-hmm. um, you know, being on mission, you know, and, and being a leader, um, I mean, those things are, I, I mean, I would in some ways maybe call that just discipleship, right? Yep. yep, um, yep. Because that is, um, you know, in, in th- that's the kind of all flows, all flows to that, right? And that's awesome, dude. Because, um, you know, when I think about, you know, the work that we do on, on Sundays, um, like, and this was like for me as like a, you know this first season in coming it's like just treat the boys just like a regular people and in the back of my mind I knew that and it's all relationship based and I think that that's something that's important to mention but it's like you know but give them Jesus right give them Jesus because everybody else is like a lot of times they're like just trying to figure out who can I trust like what you know like what's real from what's not real like the fluff stuff that you're talking about and so. And we have just a few minutes with them, right? Like every, week in and week out when, when we see the boys, it's like, just give them Jesus and just like, what does it look like to uh, be a follower of the Lord and that kind of thing? Tim, t- talk to me about like, how has the Lord met you personally in these posts? Like, how has he grown you mm. um, over the years? Yeah, it's a good question. Yeah, I mean, I, I, w- I would say... I've been as much as, you know, I try to be, you, we want to be an encouragement. You know, I've, I've been encouraged, you know, by, by, you know, different people over the years. Um, and there's probably a lot of stories, you know, I, I could share about that, but it, it's a, it, it's definitely a, a two way thing. Yeah. Right. Um, where certainly, you know, I want to come and, and encourage, but there's been uh, so many times of of encouragement back the other way, yeah. um, which, which is which is incredible. 
Um, I, I think especially there was, um, I think back a few years back when, when my, when my dad passed away, went, went to his homecoming, mm. it was about four years ago. And, and that was happening, you know, that happened during, you know, baseball season. Mm. And, and that was, you know, it was, I was very close with my dad and, you know, it was, it was a, um, hard time, you know, yeah. uh, for me and, and going through that. And, and, um, I mean, there, there was, it was amazing to see how the maturity and, and the, um, the love of, of these guys who were, you know, picking you up, you yeah. know, and we're wanting to, you know, support you and, and come alongside of you, uh, during that time. And, and it was just like, man, this is, I, I just, what that wasn't on my bingo card mm. of like, man, okay. These, these guys are going to really kind of uphold me, yeah. you know, and, and come alongside of me during this yeah. time. And, and I, man, that, that was unbelievably special, you know, to have, to, to see how it, it is a reciprocal, right. right? It, it is a, it re- community, yeah. right? There, there are those moments of community and it can be hard because, it, you know, you'll, you'll find out that it's, um, every year is different. Right. And, and it's, if you ever did college ministry before, um, which I did many years ago, and this is college ministry on, on steroids. Um, sorry to bring up steroids baseball, <laughs> but, um, this is the right year. This is the right year. But, uh, not you know, been in the news in college ministry, you always get used to you know there's going to be you know they're there and they're gone right right and it's then turnover it's turnover every four years right hundred yep. percent turnover and in some it's very much like that right in some ways even more so yeah right? even see. within the season right like that's what I found like yeah. sometimes like one week you're like someone's there and the next week they're not there and three weeks later they're back and you're like oh right welcome back right yeah so so Tim the the ministry that just God has given you has been is amazing. Not everybody will have that kind of access to you know the people that you have access to and the type of ministry that you have access to. Um, but everybody has access to people. When you think about people that are leading in micro environments like the environments that you and I both lead in, what are some of the um, qualities that you think that those people need to have? And then what are some of the qualities that you think like a good chaplain mm. also has, you know? So if someone's listening to this and maybe they want to be equipped for a chaplaincy or that kind of thing, but the everyday person, what kind of qualities do they need to have to lead in your opinion, you know, micro groups, you know, and then what kind of qualities does a good chaplain have? Yeah. Well, Man, we, I mean, we could see here, we could talk about this for a long time, but I, but the first, the, the first things that come to mind is, is humility. Yeah. Um, and humility in the sense it's not, it, it takes us, I think, um, we're all different, but I, I think in terms of our, our journey of humility and understanding what that is, um, because it, recognizing, you know, looking at like say Philippians two, right, and how, um, you know, the kenosis theory, right, and and how you know Jesus did not, you know, see himself right. for what he was, right, and it, I mean just the incredible truth of that, and we have to go through a lot in mm. life, right, to um, 
come to a place, you know, St. John of the Cross talked about mm. the dark night of the soul, soul right? Yeah. And how under get, getting over the, going through the wall and, right. and, and it's in that place that we can really live a life of love, mm. right? Because a lot of times when we're maybe early on in our journey, we're doing a lot of the same things we might be doing later on, but we end up doing, you know, a lot of it might be for ourselves. Right. Um, and, oh man, look at the, look at the ministry I'm doing right. and, and look at the service I'm doing and right. look how humble I am. And, yeah. um, but we, we all have to go through, um, the, that, th- those walls and, and the journey to really, uh, <laughs> understand a little more of, of our fallenness and our yeah. frailty and our neediness. Yeah. And, and I think in th- those are the kind of, uh, you know, folks that I look for, you know, like people who are, you just, it's not about them. Right. And it's not about, um, you know, there's a, I'm not a huge casting crowns fan. Um, but there's a song called only Jesus Mm. and and they talk about, it talks about, I'm not trying to leave a legacy, Mm. which is really interesting because in American Christianity, like I think they do full blown conferences about how you should leave a legacy. Right. right. And it's about, Oh yeah. And and there has been this big focus, right. About like, Oh, I'm going to be a, a minister and a server. I'm going to work in this micro church and a simple church. And I'm going to, you know, I want to leave this legacy for my kids and you know, that kind of thing. But a lot of it's very narcissistic, mm. right. It's very much like, like, Hey, it's about my legacy. Right. It's about what I'm leaving behind. Right. And, and I think there's some, there's some okay things about that, but, but I think, um, but I think again, the, the, what's the, what's the focus on the main thing needs to be, what's, the, main what's the focus on. Yeah. And I think, um, that is, a uh, so leaders who are, um, you know, genuinely focused on what the, what the work is, uh, focused on Christ. And it's, it's just not, it's not about my ministry. Sure. It's not about what I'm doing, but about what Christ is doing. And, um, so anyways, that, that's number one. Pointing people to Jesus um, and keeping the main thing the main thing, man. Appreciate you, dude. Um, it's been fun getting to know you over the last couple of months, Tim, and just kind of, kind of watch you at work. Uh, but, um, and we, I really feel like, you know, recently, I've just been hearing this same thing over and over. It's like consistency, 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 consistency. And your work here you know, since 2010, you know, with, with the Sounders in 2015, it's like just showing up, you know, just showing up. And, and it's the same message every week, right? How do you end up at Jesus? I, I think that that's, you know, the Prince of Preachers, right? They even say like, it's not a preaching, it's not a sermon until you end up at Jesus. And so... I appreciate you on behalf of everyone like in the city. I mean, like we're seeing week, you know, week in and week out, like God doing some really cool things among people and people and even the players starting to give God glory and saying like, Hey, cool stuff is happening, but it's God, you know? Yeah. And so, and then, and, and it's not just superficial because like in many ways we kind of get to know these guys and like, they really are striving to Mm -hmm. learn the faith and really are striving to get to know Jesus authentically they just kind of live, do that under a microscope, yeah. right, in a very different way. But um, appreciate you and your work, man. Um, tell our listeners, man, how they can continue the conversation with you, um, you know, where they can, you know, keep up with what you're doing and, and 
you know, how they can stay connected. Well, you can find me on TikTok at, no, I don't, um, <laughs> <laughs> I really thought you were no. going to go there. No. Let's do it. No, <laughs> Tim's going to handle our TikTok. I think that's what he just signed up for. <laughs> we don't have a TikTok. <laughs> um, gosh, uh, Let's see. I'm trying to think of you. You can, um, hey, if you wanted to connect, you can email me, timothy.gatos at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you ever want to connect on anything, Together Washington is another uh, civic nonprofit that I'm a part of. If you want to check that out, togetherwashington.com. Um, if you're in the Puget Sound area and you want to look, uh, looking for a new uh, uh, radio program, you can listen to live from Seattle at um, 4 to 5 30. PM, uh, Monday through Friday, eight twenty AM. Let's go KGNW. Um, so anyways, Luis, man, this has been fun. Yeah. Appreciate you. Thanks for taking the time to do this, man. Absolutely. Appreciate it. And you know, guys, like I said, not everybody's going to have the same type of ministry, but the, but the core, you know, things are still the main thing, you know, loving Jesus. Well, right. Um, knowing, you know, who your people are and identifying those people, being on mission with those people and then just being in this disciple making process with them as well and so we love you we love the work that you're doing i love the consistency year after year tim it's been a blast having you on the show today bless you guys peace thanks for listening to the episode if you'd like to support us more check out our podcast on patreon at patreon.com slash keeping it simple podcast if not We'd love your support through subscribing, sharing episodes, and liking and reviewing the podcast. Thank you for listening, and stay tuned for more episodes to come.